Welcome to the Seven Shifts audio series. Audio series is an oral version of Seven Shifts blog posts created to help restaurant owners and operators learn new ways to simplify their lives. From labor management to operations to marketing and everything in between, the Seven Shifts blog has you covered. Hello and welcome to Seven Shifts audio series. Simple, smart ideas for restaurant workers, owners, and operators to grow their businesses and make their lives easier. Seven Shift is scheduling software made to simplify labor management one shift at a time. We help restaurants improve performance, freeing up time for managers to focus on serving their customers. Today, we're going to talk about restaurant feasibility studies. We'll talk about why conducting one is such an important first step of any restaurant venture. Then we'll go over the key components to a good study and how to get them organized and ready to present. So let's get started. You have a great idea for a restaurant. Ready to turn that idea of a restaurant into a reality? Congrats! You're on the path to becoming a restaurateur, along with two-thirds of a million other people in the United States alone. Needless to say, you've got your work cut out for you in this industry. Aside from challenges like finding staff members and addressing high food costs, you've also got to make yourself stand out against established competition. It may sound like a daunting task, but it can be done. And the first step to getting investors, landlords, and potential customers excited about your restaurant is with a restaurant feasibility study. As I said earlier in this episode, we'll define a feasibility study, outline the sections a restaurant feasibility should have, and identify the best practices you should follow when conducting one. You're on the path to becoming a restaurateur. So to get started, what exactly is a feasibility study? A feasibility study is an analysis of the practicality of a project or an idea. People who run a study seek to evaluate the necessary steps to bring an idea to fruition and to determine if those steps and the desired outcome are collectively feasible. The study concludes when all parties involved decide if the project should move forward or if it should be abandoned. Any businesses doing a study might want to look at how attainable their financial projections are and how impactful their marketing would be. For a restaurant, running a study might involve answering the following questions. 1. Will my concept stand out in this market? 2. Will my concept appeal to those in this market? 3. Will my projected revenue exceed my costs? 4. Will I hit my financial goals? And if so, when? If this all sounds similar to your business plan, that's okay. It should but it's important to remember that a restaurant's feasibility analysis is not a replacement for a business plan. The feasibility study is more of a companion piece to a business plan. To see if the ideas fleshed out in the business plan can reasonably and successfully be brought to life. Another factor unique to a feasibility study is the ultimate decision or whether or not to move forward with the project. This is otherwise known as your go or no-go decision. If all signs in your feasibility indicate that your restaurant concept is profitable and practical, you've likely reached to a go decision, and you should be able to convince others and yourself that your restaurant could feasibly work. If not, you've reached a no-go decision, and will have to go back to the drawing board and rethink your location, concept, pricing, and or expenses if you still want to make the idea work. Now let's talk a little bit about what goes into a feasibility study and why. A restaurant's feasibility study should toe the line somewhere between being brief and detailed. It might be tempting to highlight countless details and factors in any feasibility study, but resist the temptation to elaborate in areas where it's not necessary. That said, investors and stakeholders will want to know exactly how you came to the conclusion you reached. 
So when it comes to financial projections, don't skimp on the details. To help organize your ideas, research, and conclusions, Make Your Restaurant's Feasibility Study have the following sections. Section 1. The Executive Summary Your finished feasibility study should start off with an executive summary. Though, keep in mind, this should be the final section that you write. That's because your executive summary should consist of a few paragraphs or a page's worth of content, summarizing the high-level findings of your research and your final recommendation pertaining to the go or no-go decision. Areas to cover in your executive summary, again, briefly, could include the following. 1. An overview of your restaurant. 2. Your projected revenue and profit. 3. Your projected costs and expenses. 4. Your break-even point in dollars and in time. 5. The competitive advantage of your area. 6. Your market research and proof of concept. And 7. Your go or no-go decision. The second section of your feasibility study should be your market overview and analysis. This section should highlight how feasible your restaurant idea is in the market you intend to serve. Just because the restaurant that you inspired your idea does well in Los Angeles doesn't mean it will be an automatic success in other parts of the world. A compelling market overview and analysis section will require thorough research into the current state of your intended market, both industrial and demographic. Some questions you might want to answer include the following. Question 1. How saturated is the restaurant industry where you're looking to operate? If your area has an abundance of restaurants already, it can be hard to make a name for yourself. On the other hand, a drought of restaurants might suggest your market isn't as receptive to restaurants as other areas. No matter the current state of restaurants in your intended area, be prepared to defend why your restaurant would make a splash there despite the existing number. Question 2. Are there other similar restaurants in the area? Consider not just the type of food you're offering, but also the general concept. Let's say you're looking to open a fast, casual Greek restaurant, and you think the area's millennial white-collar population that has expressed interest in ethnic cuisine would certainly flock to your place. You'd be the only Greek spot in town, and that's great. However, if you open up in an area with a dozen other fast, casual restaurants, this could make it more difficult to grab a sustainable share of the fast, casual market. Question 3. What is the demographic of your market? This is where idea meets actuality. If you're looking to own a bar and cite the steady industry growth and annual revenue of $27 billion, you might be able to make it work. However, if you're pitching the idea in a suburb where 90% of households represent married couples with children under 18, you probably won't see the same sales if you open the same bar in a city where 70% of the population is aged 22 to 35. Finding accurate information on your area's demographics can be tricky but a good place to start is the government. For example, census.gov links to numerous demographic reports and lists how often they're updated. You can also reach out to local governments to see what information is available to you as an aspiring business owner and or look into conducting your own market surveys. The third section of your restaurant feasibility study should be the business explanation. This is where you'll highlight your restaurant's concept, its cuisine type, and its competitive advantages. Speak to how and why it will appeal to the market you just described in the previous section. You'll also want to highlight what you personally bring to the venture. Are you an entrepreneur with multiple successful business launches? Do you have decades of restaurant experience that you'll be bringing to the business? Are you partnering with a well-known chef who can elevate the prestige of the restaurant before it opens? 
All of these will make your restaurant idea appear more feasible. The fourth section of your restaurant feasibility study should be your financial projections. This is the section investors will probably flip to immediately. Of course, they'll want to know that their investments are likely to be made back, ideally several times over. This section is not one to shortchange. It should have supporting charts and documents like a pro forma income statement and a sales forecast, all with a clear rationale for how you came to the numbers you reached. You'll also have to outline your expected expenses, revenue, break-even point, and capital requirements. Let's go into those all in a little more detail, starting with expenses. The costs of opening a restaurant can quickly add up. The median total startup costs will set you back $375,000. You'll have to look at immediate opening expenses like furniture and equipment, long-term fixed costs like rent and insurance, and long-term variable costs like food costs. List all of these expenses out. That's right, all of them. What they will cost and how you came to the cost. Consider referencing quotes and estimates from websites, realtors, contractors, and accountants you've consulted for added certainty. Next, you'll need to be able to clearly talk about your revenue. Offer a complete breakdown of how much money you expect to make in the first year and where it will come from. You can base these numbers off of projected menu prices, average guests served per day or week, and average ticket size, which in turn should be based off of similar menu prices in the area and estimates from food providers. When it comes to revenue and financial projections, be hopeful but honest with your expectations. Your sales forecast should take into consideration the slow start your restaurant could face before your business becomes established in the eyes of your target market. Roger Fields says in his book, Restaurant Success by the Numbers, Recognize that projected sales and expenses seldom match actual results in the first few weeks and months of operation. He goes on to say, it is much better to underestimate sales and overstate expenses than the other way around. After revenue, you'll want to get a clear break-even analysis. Investors will want to know how quickly they'll get their money back. You'll be able to show them this with a break-even analysis, which determines how much food you'll need to sell and at what point in time your costs to open the business will be offset by the revenue you've generated. In the briefest of terms, the break-even point of a restaurant is calculated by dividing total fixed costs by the difference between average revenue per guest and average variable cost per guest. Lastly, you should be able to discuss your restaurant's capital requirements. Your financial section should make it clear how much money is necessary to get your idea off the ground and how large of an investment you're seeking from investors. Here is where you may want to consider asking for working capital. As described once again by Roger Fields in Restaurant Success by the Numbers, working capital is extra capital, a reserve fund if you wish, to meet any unforeseen expenses and to keep the business afloat during the early months until it becomes profitable. Additionally, referring back to your break-even analysis, you may want to reiterate a timeline for when investors can expect their money back, on top of the money they will continue to receive as a return on their investments. And in the fifth section of your feasibility study is the conclusion. All right, you've gone over all the information and it's time to make a decision. By this point, you've covered findings pertaining to your market, your finances, and your leadership capabilities. Now it's time for the moment of truth. Provide a go or no-go decision on whether or not you believe the restaurant idea is feasible based off of what you've covered in this study. If it's go, then you can start sharing your idea with people who can help you make it a reality. If it's a no-go, don't despair. Go back to the drawing board and see what tweaks need to be made to make the idea feasible. 
So now that we know what should be in a restaurant feasibility study, let's go over some tips on how to get one created. Seeing the feasibility study through will definitely take a lot of time and effort, but it's an absolutely necessary step to bringing the idea of your restaurant to life. If this is a totally new area for you, here are five tips to help you conduct a respectable feasibility study for your restaurant without wanting to tear your hair out. One, work with a consultant. If business ownership and the restaurant industry are new to you, that shouldn't deter you. To come at your restaurant's feasibility study with a more seasoned angle, consider working with a consultant who has experience in entrepreneurship, restaurants, or ideally both. He or she will be able to provide answers to questions from experience, which will quickly prove to be valuable. While helpful, this route can be pricey, so be mindful of that if money is already a concern. 2. Be rational. It's easy to get caught up and excited about the potential of your restaurant idea but keep in mind the feasible angle of a feasibility study. Put your emotions aside and try to keep this report as factual as possible. It never hurts to get a second opinion or to get information from multiple outlets for added accuracy. Three, know your industry. There's no other industry in the world like the restaurant industry, so put the time into understanding it better. Subscribe to restaurant blogs and podcasts. Join local or national restaurant organizations or associations. Keep up with the restaurant technology trends. Talk to friends and family members who have restaurant experience. The more in tune you are with the restaurant world, the more realistic a feasibility study you'll produce. Four, remember, it's all about location, location, location. You cannot put too much emphasis on your location. From the town or city you choose to operate in to the building you intend to occupy, so much of your restaurant success is contingent on where its home is. To conduct an extra-thorough feasibility analysis, consider exploring and including the feasibility of multiple locations, both store-wise and city-wise, to see which location would yield the most feasible path to your success. And the fifth and most important tip is stay positive. Remember, if your initial restaurant feasibility study suggests a no-go decision, that's okay. It simply means you need to reconsider some factors. Consider looking into a different food supplier, exploring a different location with cheaper rent, tweaking the concept to fit the demographics of the population, or conducting another round of market research to dig into the price sensitivity of your target customers. That said, if multiple rounds of a feasibility study for the same restaurant idea continue to suggest a negative outcome, your idea simply may not be feasible. So, with all of the information we just went over in your mind, you're good to get started on your restaurant feasibility study. Once you complete your study and secure investors, you'll be one step closer to having a thriving restaurant business. Just remember to make the report thorough, well-researched, and as objective as possible. And you'll be having a restaurant grand opening in no time. Good luck. Thanks for listening to another episode of the 7 Shifts audio series. To listen to more great content for restaurateurs, check out 7shifts.com slash blog. Or to learn more about how 7 Shifts can simplify labor management in your restaurant, visit 7shifts.com.